Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. So, yeah, like here we all are. Like I was saying, top knots and glasses. We don't give a fuck. We're no recording. <laughs> I feel great. I, yeah, I did put a bra on. I almost went braless, but I was just like, like y'all, I'll look put together. <laughs> me. Ooh, I've got a jogging bra on, which is you know, the opposite and, and the same. Oh, yeah. Mine's also, a, I mean, I don't jog in it, but my, my shit's know. mashed. It's mushed. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. mushed. I'm in a, like, I, I don't think it's being cut off from society for you know as long as I have I do really want to say I've just turned over a new leaf with age and my body I'm like I don't care who sees the free titties anymore I've been wildly uncomfortable with being braless my entire life and I'm just sort of like they're my walking around the house boobs and everyone you know like it's Good for you yeah, like like I, it's okay I it's I don't think it's laziness I think it's extreme comfort with myself it's empowerment that's yes. what it is you're out of the cage i've been reading yes i've been reading untamed by glennon doyle and yes <laughs> you must shed the cage shed the cage shed the shame i i, I they are they're just gonna be where they're gonna be and they're beautiful to look at and i'm tired of feeling Shame about my boobs. They Good are for you. they they are low hanging fruit, literally. But I love them. They're good they're for you. Anyway, enough about low hanging yeah. tits or upright yeah. tits. <laughs> Welcome to Side Work Podcast, guys. I'm your host. Andrea Wallace. I'm your host, Brooke Van Poplin. And joining us today, co-hosting along with us, is uh, Jackie Zabrowski, everybody. It's me. Oh my Thank God, you guys. Jackie Zabrowski. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm always down to kibitz, to throw it around, to throw our glasses on, put your hair in the top bun. Who gives a fuck? Have a mm-hmm. smile and let's have some gabs today let's gabby <laughs> it up i'm super god i lord i well andrea knows what what i've been up to the past several weeks so i'm prepped uh-huh. and ready i uh del taco once again yeah. oh god had is a that from sh- today or is yeah. that from last night wow it's from today i go during oh, wow. the day i don't even have to be drunk I There's no shame in that Del Taco game. Over At least there. you went to go get it because I will say, talk about shame. I always said, I was like, I'll never, ever get fast food delivered to my house. I won't do it <laughs> until quarantine happened. And now I'm a monster. I've been unleashed. I can't stop myself. It's so easy. I don't even have to go through the drive through. It just brought to me. What a nightmare. Uncaged. I did consider because I wasn't feeling so hot this morning. Uh, I was. I was so tempted. I was like, should I get an Uber to drop off fast food to me? Yeah. 
Oh, it's a it's a slippery slope. Um, (laughs) Jackie, no one needs to know how much you order for how many people it's for. Because then I'm like, well, I got to hit a minimum. No one needs that much Del Taco by themselves. No, No. but they tempt you with a whole the whole packs of things. Oh, yeah. It's great. Family bundles. So I just want to let you guys know the Magic Elixir is coursing through my veins. <laughs> I feel good. I am back. Oh, yeah. You know, I've got my... I don't even drink Diet Coke, but I decided that t- sounds good right now for some reason, too. It's gross, but I can't I can feel drinking. your power from here. <laughs> yeah. So, And I hope you can feel it in your ear space right now, yeah, too. Absolutely. Mm, mm, yeah, we, ate yeah. the, we ate the Winkster last night, and it was, it was too much. It was... I mean, they're great. I love the establishment. It's great. But my stomach couldn't handle it. What's the Oinkster? Please tell me okay, more. Okay, the Oinkster is this wonderful like place in um I believe there's two locations, but Eagle Rock specifically, and it's like an old like A line shaped building, which is so great. And they make um pastrami everything, Dumb. burgers, pulled pork sandwiches, mm. loaded tots. You name it. And then delicious root beer on top of it. Mm. It's delicious. I just, they have so many delicious homemade sauces. I think I created a stomach bomb with all the sauces I put yes. inside me. Because their garlic aioli is, it's just like Zanku chicken's garlic paste, mm. essentially. That's what it is. And I was like, the more you put in you, the more you're like, oh, this is not going to be good when I lay down to go to bed. <gasps> yes, but I am a bitch for sauce. You oh. give me, I don't care what it is. If you got good sauce, I'll put it on anything and I will be yeah. You're diehard for the rest of my life. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You, you, you two, you guys are both sauce bitches. One hundred percent. I'm a sauce queen. Yeah, oh, uh, oh, oh, oh. yeah. As someone who makes their own salsa now, mm. and I, the <laughs> my food processor I had crapped out. I don't have one anymore. And I used a what do you call it? Like the an immersion the, the, blender? No, no, no. Like the hand, the weird blades that you like. They roll. oh yeah, like where you cut butter into yeah, where you cut yes. pizza, and it's like yeah. I use that to to dice up my salsa today. My hatch chili salsa, fire roasted salsa I made myself. So. Oh my God, are you a gardener now? Because I will say I talk about it. I'm, I'm starting to talk about it now because I'm yeah. able to express how I feel about my garden, but I'm a new gardener. Right. And I'm right. about four I, months deep. I'm just doing like maters and basil right now, but the maters aren't doing great this year. I think mm. we're going to pull them all up and restart and have like fall tomatoes because it's L.A. and You can do like whatever you, you want. You can do whatever you, know? you want. It's beautiful. It I just bought my first food processor and oh, I'm about good. to make my first pesty. I'm very Yum. excited ooh, ooh, because yeah, yeah. moving from, and I know that we talked about this last time I was on the show, moving from New York to L.A., I now realize the, the possibilities because I'm also a cook of having kitchen space that I can yeah, actually girl. have yes. all of the things now. Yes. It's so nice to have things. <laughs> well, guys, uh, first of all, I do want to say we you're our first uh, LPN guest I think we've mm-hmm. had on since we joined the fam. Yeah. Welcome yeah. to our house. I hope that the house is treating you well. We can't call it House of Zabrowski, even though that is what Henry and I refer to it as. <laughs> but house with an umlaut. Oh, it's House of Zabrowski. Um, it's very much like we were tr- we're trying to be um, Versace. We're trying to be yes. Donatella uh-huh, and Gianni uh-huh, Versace, uh-huh. and um, that's not going well. But we're we'll get there. Right? Yeah, I, I'm I'm on board with whatever we're having it. We're having a grand old time. Um, so many amazing new listeners uh, writing in awesome stories, telling us how much they love us. We are so happy to be a part of it. 
Yeah, it turns out uh, there's a lot of crossover with LPN listeners and working in the food uh, service sector. Yeah. Oh, sure. oh we've all been there. And none of us were very good at it, which is why we needed to pivot. Yeah, <laughs> we needed it. I'll throw it out there. I definitely still, I was just talking about this with Henry um, on our vacation together because we can't not be around each other every second of the day. And I remember the time when Henry was making it and he would come into the shop, the pie shop that I work at, and he would come in, he would just bleary I just woke up and I'd be about to be done with my shift. And he'd be like, I don't know how you got up this morning. Can I have a coffee? And I'm just like, take your coffee. Get out of here. I've been working for seven hours already. I already got through my hangover phase. I'm in full on <laughs> caffeinated phase and I'm going to crash in about 45 minutes. Get out of the shop before I crash. <laughs> you don't want to be here when I come down. No. <laughs> No. no, I know that feeling. We, I mean, we were just discussing uh, probably two weeks ago uh, that feeling when you're like, yeah, I can go pull off a brunt shift with no sleep. No, oh God. No. no, I mean, you, you oh, do it, but it is a very weird dance toward oh, the end. Oh, you do it. So my brother is still works in the service industry. He manages uh, the kitchen of a retirement center and it's all COVID lockdown. They're super short staffed and he got married this past weekend and I was talking to him on the phone and he was, I was like, you better go to bed, bro. It's like midnight. You got to get up early. And he's like, oh, I like stay up and get super wasted and get like four hours of sleep and go to work and I work all day. So I'm sure I'll be fine. And I was like, that doesn't translate like restaurant being hungover doesn't translate into like real life stuff. Yeah, but that's part of it though. It's like, it really is the what doesn't kill you makes you stronger because then you compete in the morning. You're like, yeah, but I only got 45 minutes of sleep yeah. last night. I know? do. Where can I go to bed now? I got married. Can I go take a shit and eat a burger now? Because I'm hungover <laughs> for my whole life. <laughs> I love it. Oh my God. All right, you guys. Well, we should we should jump into some headlines. First headline, you guys. This is out of Charlotte, North Carolina. So Charlotte's first self-port tap room closed its doors Sunday following the release of a video that shows this woman drinking directly from the self-port tap. <laughs> the spigot. Just yeah. mouth to spigot. I don't. Um, it's the same way when you see everywhere where they've stopped people from using water fountains as well right. like in all the parks and everything why are you putting your mouth on it in the on first the, on place? the first place yeah it's basically like you know and you see the video and it's like kind of the electronic screen i think you just like you push like what you want electronically and then pour it into the your old your crowler your growler but like this bitch is mouth on spigot and people are like chug 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 it's like a scene from the accused i'm just gonna say it that's what it reminds me of <laughs> but also dude get a fucking tolly michelada you want to you want to yeah. spice up your life get do just do just do it yourself i don't understand why you've got to put your mouth on the tap this makes me want to throw up oh, yeah. covid or no you right. don't COVID do that. Or no. Also, throwing it out there, it, depending on, I think that I, I'm assuming that all three of us have at least worked at a bar. Oh, yeah. You know, I know that Brooke, you have, and I'm not sure if you have Andrea, but like, oh, yeah. how oh, yeah. often are those taps clean? Like, it, like depending on where you're working at. Yeah, you don't want to put your mouth in there. I know. No. 
you don't put your mouth in there. Yeah, that's where all the gunk hangs out. Is like right there at the yeah. at the at the bottom. Anyway, this place is also called Hoppin. <laughs> like it's just fun. I love like a microbrewery. Like it's just like yogurt, like a yogurt shop name. You know what I mean? It's just like hops and links and hops and hopscotch. Like I don't know. There's a lot of. <laughs> I had to pause for a second and watch the video to make sure that it wasn't the girl my my brother's no longer dating. Jeez, <laughs> that would be fun. <laughs> No, get that family in, goss. I know. She, yeah, she he lives in Charlotte. His uh, he was dating a real sweet girl for a bit, and uh, she's bartender. Bit of a wild one, wild child there, mid twenties. But I tell you what, someone yeah. got that IPA that that girl sucked out of. I don't, I mean, assuming nobody after her, but once they did, they'll be like, mm, this IP is really piney and really COVIDy. Like at the same time, I think <laughs> I do get notes. Is that no, no, that's that, that, lip smackers that I'm tasting? <laughs> yeah, or they're more like, it's funny, it doesn't taste like anything because that's how fast the COVID hits. Oh. People are fucking disgusting. That is just, yeah. it's, you know, and of, and of course this video's going around, which that's the other dumb part of that is that, listen, I get that we have our smartphones, but you are basically just handing yourself over to cancel culture when you do something dumb and then post it. Yes. But this 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 restaurant or this bar is like in full on PR crisis mode, like this does not represent who we are as a restaurant. We have sanitized. We have, you know, like, of course, have but to it just out- takes one dip shit. Yeah. One yeah. dip shit. You can't trust anyone. And it's also, it's the same thing of why there are already the health code violations and why all of that exists. It's because of the stupid people where I just remember how many times when someone, if they could reach, I watched someone in the shop that I used to work at, reach around behind, open up the door, take a piece of the blueberry muffin off the edge. And I was like, sir, what are you doing? He's like, I just want to see what the topping tastes like. And I was like, oh my God, you don't do that. That is not. Is that how life works? Is that right. what you do at a restaurant? You don't do that. I, I mean, these are the same assholes who are like dipping into the maraschino cherry bin to like get yes. cherries for themselves. You know, this is, it's just hands. Oh, Brooke, Brooke's like, Brooke, I did it. I did I'll, it. I'll still do it. <laughs> Sorry. I I'm mean, a, I'm a bar grazer. I'm a bar grazer. <laughs> there's I'm enough sure. chemicals in the maraschino cherry juice. You might be okay. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Jackie, isn't the rule like if you pinch it, you buy it? Yes, you know? and I made, that's what he thought that it was completely unfair that I forced him to buy it. And I was like, you have to buy it. And he's like, well, you just eat it. And I was like, I don't want to eat it. I work here every day. Wow. And also, your fingies touched it. I don't know where you've been. This is New wow. York, baby. I don't know what happens. I just remember I was already scared of touching the, the subway poles because I remember the one point when someone had, I watched someone who had pink eye and he sludged on his eye and then touched the subway pole. It's like, it's the same way you don't allow, you know, it's like, that's why you don't touch the subway pole, put your fingers in your mouth. Right? No. no. Plus, it's, it's, there's why there's safe food handling instructions. They go for not only me, it's like, it's like, yo, bro, I, we've taken all of these precautions for the food to arrive to you as safe as possible. The minute it's in your custody, get weird. We don't care, but we have to keep some <laughs> semblance of food safety protocol and that involves you not putting your dirty little digits around the glass case and and fucking fondling a sexy little muffin and i don't know if you guys have talked about this on other episodes but have you guys been to any of the outdoor restaurants yet because it does make i immediately feel for all the customer service people where i do a lot of the pickup because i want to give the business and i want to be able to tip them 
but I just I watching the other people and how condescending and shitty they are and think that their lives matter so much more than service people's lives. It, I, I, it, it actually, it hurts my chest so much that I can't even be around it. Oh, yeah. 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 Jack. I mean, we've had people, you know, our listeners who are currently waiting and they're like people who are nice for about three minutes and then yeah. they've gone full blast rude again, even more entitled and weird. So it's it's tough, you know, like we're always thankful to hear the stories about great customers who are being respectful, totally shit out of everybody. But sadly, mm -hmm. it's like a few and far between. Yeah. Yeah. Did I already tell the story about the restaurant that like uh, I'm just going to say it, Little Dom's. I was like outside of Little Dom's and I saw this couple come up and they were not they hadn't been sat they hadn't been anything. They sat their asses down at a table. She did so she could get a fucking selfie. Basically. Ugh. Like they sat all over the table. She touched everything. Ugh. He took a bunch of selfies of her. And then they didn't tell with no mask on, mind you, zero masks, and did not tell the staff that they had done that. Then they walked and like the staff didn't know because they can't see. It made me I was I was like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Like Andrea, I can see you because where Andrea works, it's like a second floor vantage point that looks yeah. directly you at little Doms. You can see the entire patio of little Doms. <laughs> I'm watching you like banging on the window. I was no, like, no, no, no. <laughs> horror movie. <laughs> it's behind you. It really was. But also this anyway. is, I mean, it is still L.A. where it's like, all right, you want to do that? You want to be a psycho? You go tell someone that works there. You slip them 20 bucks at least and be like, I'm going to do this. I will wash it down. Every it's like have a conversation with someone and tip them. And if Absolutely. someone did that with me, I'm like, okay, well, I hate you, but you know what? You gave me 20 bucks that I don't have to put it. <laughs> nobody's got to know about the 20 bucks and yeah. I will clean it afterwards. You know? Absolutely. Well, we just want to give out a one shout out. Um, before we get moving with service minute stories, you guys, we did talk about the tamale guy out of Chicago, uh, who Jackie is this legendary guy, Claudio. He's been going from bar to bar for years, 20, selling over 20 selling years. Tamales oh to drunk, oh, drunk I, oh, patrons. We had our guys in New York for sure. He recently got his own storefront. They sold out within the first hour of opening. And then this past week, Claudio tested positive for COVID no. and is now in the hospital. So we just really want to send our love out to Claudio. Um, there is a GoFundMe yes. that we will absolutely post on our Instagram to help cover his medical expenses. But yeah, man, it's it is what a shit show, huh? It's, everybody, it's such a shit show, and they were doing, you know, everything safe, you know, like following protocols so that they could safely open. He's yep. fifty five years old. This has been a, a over twenty year dream in the works. Oh. They knock it out of the park, and he's uninsured on mm. top of this too. Oh so yeah, God. we'll put we'll put a link out there. I'm when we done uh, when we're done recording. I'm definitely going to go. I mean, uh, as of now looking at the page you know it's been up since last week and they've raised you know over fifty three thousand dollars so good far for we will. That's yeah great. Yes. anyways but yeah everyone just send good vibes and obviously if you yourself need some good vibes and healing we'll uh we'll focus it your way too we oh, love yeah. you all right guys well now it's time for some uh server, server submitted stories <laughs> All right. 
Hello, hello, and thank you so much for this podcast. I am loving it so far and found you through the last podcast network. I loved the discussion on tiki culture and bars. I love tiki bars and feel they do not get the recognition they deserve on the regular. My favorite tiki bar is called The Sip and Dip, located in Great Falls, Montana. It's located in a tiny motel, and it's the perfect little tiki bar. There are mermaids swimming in the tank behind the bar, and there's an old woman named Piano Pat, who plays live piano music every night. It's worth a Google and even a stop by the Big Sky State. This is sidebar for me. Love it. I love a tiki bar. And I this is tiki porn for me. Yes. (gasps) First first road trip once COVID cools off. Oh my God, please. Go to the sip and dip, baby. I want to meet Piano Pat. I do. I want to be Piano Pat. (laughs) I hope she's doing okay. More positive energy goes out to Piano Pat as well. But on to my story. My very first job as a fresh little 18-year-old in my freshman year of college was a barista. This coffee shop was located within a video slash music slash book slash junk (laughs) store formerly known as Hastings. I believe all video rental stores are now dead, but back in 2010, this was the place to be. I was excited to work somewhere that I would like to hang out at. I was hired by the store manager who, quote, liked my vibe and quit the store the day before my first day. The coffee (laughs) shop manager was not a fan of mine. I was new and needed to be trained. I didn't even know how to make a cup of coffee. She was always busy talking on the phone, but I honestly don't know what about. My training consisted of handing me the recipe book and leaving me to struggle, checking on me about once an hour and then retreating to the back office to talk on the phone. About two days in, I felt like I could make a latte and that was about it. I depended on the recipe book for everything else. Coffee shop manager said she'd be right back and that was when the shit hit the fan. This place had an inside facing the bookshop portion of the store as well as a drive through. Oh so God. alone and wearing the drive through headset, all of a sudden I was slammed. I'm putting out drinks inside and get a drive through customer. She orders four cheesecake frappes. Frappes? Frappes? Yeah, yes. Frappe. Which is basically a milkshake where you get to pick the flavor. She orders four different flavors of frappe. We only have two blenders, so I'll have to make them all separately. I'm trying to fill people's orders inside, flip through the recipe book, and make these goddamn sugar nightmares at the same time. And I'll admit, I forgot about the drive through. (laughs) And then she appears. We didn't have a word for it back in 2010. But she was the definition of the ultimate Karen. Short bob haircut with blonde highlights, velour light pink tracksuit, a look of wrath upon her done up face. She lives in my nightmares now. Remember me? She says. I'm sorry, ma'am. No, I don't. Have we met? Yes, you left me in the drive-thru. Cheesecake frappes. Ring a bell. (laughs) I am sure she reveled in the horror on my face. I had forgotten before I can even squeak out an apology. She lays into me. How I should be fired immediately. How I am a sorry excuse for a barista. How my mother should be disappointed in me. How kids today have no work ethic. On and on and on. 
She stands at the counter and berates me as I pour the drinks into the cups. I actually had them done! Two in cups, two in the blender, ready to be poured. I had honestly just forgotten. You realize I had to find a parking spot in order to come in here, right? I had to come out of my way just to get my drinks. You should be ashamed. I silently nod, hand her the drink carrier, and watch her strut out the door. Free of charge! I had never taken her money, just the order. Person next in line steps up. I tell them I'll be right back and go to the storage closet. I silently sob for at least a minute. Wipe my eyes, grab some more cups, and go back out. God, how many times I did this. About as the rush dies, my manager comes back, completely unaware of the torment I had just been through. Not long after this, the new store manager put a policy in place where the coffee shop could never be manned by just one barista. The coffee (laughs) shop manager left soon after, thank goodness. I eventually moved up to the movie rental counter and enjoyed that much more than working in the coffee shop. (laughs) But I still think about that woman on occasion. She could have just drove away. She could have cut her losses and got coffee somewhere else, but no. She parked her car, came inside, and laid into me like I had never been laid into before. In some ways, I respect it. But mostly... I hope she gets E. coli. (laughs) I no longer work in the service industry, but now work for the County Public Environmental Health Office. So I am the dreaded health inspector. But our office takes pride in being educational and trying to help our local restaurants, not chastise them. It really is a partnership between us and people in the restaurant industry. I understand the hard work in the industry and love the therapeutic work that this podcast is doing for all those hardworking people out there. Stay strong, folks. We see you and we appreciate you. Wow. So good. Good story. This is a great story. This is very well written. I got like so, it got so intense when she was said she was in the walk-in for about a minute. I was like, that's two hours in restaurant time. It is. It and, really and especially is. Especially like barista time where it's like, go, go, go. It Fuck. Is. You need you, to though. The silent tears. I got so good at just properly hiding behind the espresso machine as I was like steaming milk just to let the silent tears go just real quick <laughs> and then wipe them and keep going. Yep. I loved it. And to this day, when you cry, it still sounds, it still sounds like milk steaming. Right? <laughs> it really does. <laughs> and I, I can still that. properly do the latte art while crying. <laughs> and that is a feat you must learn as a barista. Absolutely. Especially an alcoholic barista. Oh, my God. Ah, my God. I, I mean, it's it's tough. You know, you have to imagine what age, what age is this, you know, listener? It's like you are suddenly subjected to the world of grown people who are not your mother who get to punish you in yes. public and embarrass you and that's yes. a really weird moment when you realize realize the dynamic of being a food server that you're like oh yeah my part-time job is being yelled at by yelled fucking at. assholes yeah all the time and i think that it's also interesting because you guys brought that up right before i read this story it's also remembering the good customers as well where i feel like most of the times I was reamed out loudly by someone and I'm just standing there red, just taking it. Usually there was someone that either saw it 
or or could figure out what had just happened when they walk in that, that are like, girl, it's all good. This mm-hmm. is not the end of the world. And I always like, it was like the angels that were sent to you. I'm just like, thank you for just seeing what happened and backing me up for a second. And I love you. And you get free coffee now. Now you get free Yay. coffee. Jack, we've had you on before to talk about your your history in the service industry. But will you give us just like a, a sum up, just a, a small refresher for, for listeners who, who don't know about your history? Sure. I was the, I was a barista and then manager of a coffee shop slash pie shop in New York for about eight years. But also before it, I'd worked, I was only, I'd only ever worked as a nanny for years. So I feel like I've been in the, I have been in the one-on-one customer service industry (laughs) and then moved into a more public variety because again, in customer service, at least when you get screamed at, usually someone else sees it. When you're a nanny, you get screamed at alone, and then you go and you cry alone, <laughs> and you remember all rich people will treat you like shit for the rest it's of your life. It's true. But at the same time, you're just getting paid to take care of children, no matter, right. you know, at the end of the day, that's right. really what it's all about. They're still alive, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I, I do weirdly miss the customer service industry, though, because I like I just straight up like talking to people. I like connecting yeah. with people. I fiend for human interaction. That's part of why quarantine, of, of course, was horrible for many reasons. But I need human face to face interaction. And that is something yeah. I've learned. Absolutely. I mean, just the even if I go grab something, a coffee to go like at a blue bottle situation where like there's a plastic shield between us. I like yell back to everybody. I'm like, everybody have such a great day. Oh like- yes. Desperate <laughs> to make a connection. And I just want you to know that like, I see you, I love you and I appreciate you. And if yeah. there's anything I can do to put a smile on your face, I usually try. I'll do anything. <laughs> I, I I know you gave us some really fun stories last time you were here, but I'm sure there's a few in the treasure trove that you haven't thrown our way. Well, because when you when you were just saying, I don't saying, remember what I said last time, but I well, remember I, I got do. All I have up. notes. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but you, <laughs> you did tell the story, which I think you were summoning up one of the times you like almost imploded on the job was when one customer accused you of stealing twenty dollars from your own register. Oh and yeah, just I, I absolutely explode because it really is, and also. I am a rule follower. If there's one thing you will ever know about Jackie Zabrowski, I don't get away with anything because I don't try to. I am immediately caught. I am not the kind of person. I'm not a stealer. I'm not like I'm not a liar. I can't. I wear my heart completely on my sleeve. Yeah. And sometimes to the detriment of me. And that's why it was so horrible. And I was just thinking because I was trying to think of other stories that even just thinking of going into the freezer to like cry for a couple of seconds that even just remembering there was one time have you ever gotten into a fight with a co-worker while you still have to work together? Oh yeah. Oh yes. And and then you're like speaking to each other where it's like well, we have to work together because I need your help right now because we have a rush. But we're going to have a conversation in front of the fridge in about five minutes and so then you're just angrily steaming milk and like looking at each other while the other one's cutting up a pie put it slamming it into the oven knowing that you're gonna go and talk to each other like this for about three and a half seconds and then you're gonna come back out and you're gonna keep making stuff then you're gonna go back behind there and they're gonna have another conversation about what you did that pissed me the fuck off 
and then you come back out and you put on your face. And I think it's one of the things that I, I miss of having to hide how I feel, but also have to deal with it when you are relying on someone else. Oh, yeah. Or if uh, they won't come and help you, the kind of thing we're talking about, like this story that she just wrote in when they're mad at you. So they won't come help. If there's yes. a lot. Oh, they're just like, nah, I'm just going to leave you out here to die. Um, I watched Brooke Van Poplin like slam like an entree into an owner's chest one time. She was so <laughs> why <laughs> she please? was so pissed off. And this guy is like top asshole, like top piece of shit, like owner. You know, she was so fed up one day. All of us just watched, and we were just like, "This is glorious." She was like, "You know what? Fuck you and fuck your restaurant." And she slammed the entree into his chest, so we had to like catch you it and then like, like hunch over to catch all the food and she walked out and then all of us were like god damn it we're gonna be so busy tonight like and get our asses kicked and she came back and worked her shift like a like a champion and then she was okay bye fuck you forever yes i didn't leave after that matt like had a boner for me after that you know (laughs) he's like anything you want he was the craziest dude like it took outrageous you know acts to get him to behave like a normal human should. He was such a sociopath. But like, yeah, it's like at the end of the shift, he was having a shift drink or whatever. He's like, boy, you get pretty, uh, you get pretty steamed there. Like it was suddenly like sexual, like everything with him. You're just like, it's all role play. You're the worst. This is a nightmare. But I did come back. I was like, I am doing this for them. Not you, Matt. Not for you. I am here Mm -hmm. for my fellow servers. And then we all like high five each other like in front of them. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I love. I miss my crew. I miss my family of just like, we're not doing this for you. We're doing this for us. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it has nothing to do with you. No, it's a team. You like keep the lights on, I guess. But no, we actually do that. We were just talking about this. So I've been making, you know, when you have those things too that, uh, that trigger you, where in my shop, we made all of our OJs uh, when someone ordered it, like four yes. per order, and you had to Ugh. go and literally squeeze the oranges in front of people. And it was the same with making the yogurt parfaits, and you had to make the yogurt parfait really fast. And I just remember that I was told I had to make the parfait where it was almost all yogurt with just a dashel of granola on top. And I was making myself a yogurt and granola in the house the other day, and I looked at my boyfriend, and I was just like, man, you know what pisses me off? Back in the day, I used to have to make yogurt granolas with almost all yogurt and just a little bit of granola. Who wants a yogurt and granola like that? And he was just like, I don't know where this is coming. I was like, nobody does. You want mostly granola, so you mix it in. You make like a like a like a jumble, like delicious sweet paste. You don't want all yogurt. Yeah. You Nazi. That's insane. Uh, but you know you get the triggers sometimes where I'm so mad that I used oh, to have yeah. to make the yogurts like that and it was just no one wants them like that <laughs> I, yeah I have a little espresso machine a- in my house and it's like I pre- I play pretend coffee shop I do the protocol I do like you know I give it the taps the twist I'm I'm like you know taking the little carafe once the milk is hot and thunking it on the counter I'm oh. like order up me yeah. <laughs> I did it I'm the one I've waited in line uh, for myself to make this drink it took too long Good for you. that's what I'm saying <laughs> 
Well, let's talk about the topic of the day, shall we? And I think, Jackie, you talking so much about being a team really rolls into, uh, I want to talk about like Labor Day weekend. I want to talk about work and having to work a three-day weekend, you know, and, 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 and the shit show uh that can happen when when that happens i mean um can we also just like it's so obvious at this point now every time the covid starts to taper off we go into another three-day weekend another holiday and labor day's <laughs> about so to true. fuck us again dude that's so fucking true labor day's about to fuck us again man if people cannot behave we're about to have super spreader weekend uh, part three coming up, um, which is not a porno, which is not a porno, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be in that one though. That sounds pretty great. I'm a super spreader. <laughs> it sounds like the WAP music video. Yeah, you know? yeah, I guess specifically super spreader weekend part three. That's more. <laughs> it was the whole sentence. <laughs> So yeah, so it's the end of summer, right? Traditionally, a three-day fucking weekend. The warm weather is ending. Everybody's like, let's party. Let's get out there. COVID or not, this is like, let's, Labor Day is not for the service industry, first of all. No. Labor Day is for everybody else. <laughs> well, do you guys still have that too? Well, I mean, during COVID now and everything, are, are either one of you working in the industry still? I mean, I, I, I'm an esthetician, so yes, I yes. am. So I, I work Labor Days. I work Memorial Days. I work Monday holidays. Like, it's it's a moneymaker, you yes. know? And I am a dutifully unemployed still, but I had gone back to work in a restaurant before COVID closed it all down. It was, uh, I did two shifts working for Gorilla Tacos, and I was like, I was, you know, Al Pacino really hard. It was like, just when you think you're out there. They really do. They, they can do. feel you wanting it. No, because I'm also I need part time work and there's stuff starting to open up around my new neighborhood. And a friend of a friend owns one of the spots like I'm fully going to go. I, I a I need money. B, yeah. I need to get the fuck out of the house, you know, yeah. and I want to mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like you were saying, like I too, like I just want to chop it up with people and be around food and beverage. Well, and that's the thing is I find that now that I don't work specifically in the customer service industry per se anymore, I still, I refuse to go anywhere on holiday weekends. Mm -hmm. I don't like going to any restaurants on holiday. I won't. Mm -hmm. I act as if the holiday doesn't exist for me because I'm just like, I can't because they were the worst. It's a trigger. It's another trigger, right? It really is. Yeah. Um, can I jump in and just do like a little bit of Labor Day history just do so it. you guys know? Please. So for if you guys don't know, so Labor Day came about during the Industrial Revolution. There were I mean people were working like 10, 12, 15 hour shifts, like six or seven days a week. Unions started to come into play for workers' rights, and then there were protests and rebellions. Uh, the big one, big one was the Haymarket in Chicago. Um, there was also huge railroad strikes, and people protested they didn't want to do it guess what guys just like today fucking police descend chaos ensues things get burned down people get murdered sound familiar anybody anybody <laughs> sounds familiar anybody oh my god it's all coming back to us right now we're just like celine but, celine knew oh my god right 
So, and there was even a bomb, like, at the Haymarket, like, like shit exploded. So, yeah. basically, after the riots, after railroad boycotts, after all that, Grover Cleveland was like, all right, you guys, you guys need something. So, then Labor Day was established in September to kind of give, like, a whole, like, here, here's a peace offering. You guys, like, take this day. We'll recognize how hard you work. And then after that, years and years, it was more hard work from the unions back and forth to, like, whittle things down to the eight hour work week that we have now so that's what we're celebrating but you know it's all mattress sales anymore pretty (laughs) much yeah everything's just been kind of watered down from like what it really first was but it's really significant i think that like a fight was fought and and results happened you know so it's important i think if we're thinking about labor day this year and you're thinking about fighting a fight and results happening, that this is the kind of shit that can happen. Hell you know? yeah. Um, now let's have some fun. <laughs> what a and good talk teacher. about the, sh- the okay. short is fun. End- Yeah, now let's have fun. I have a craft project waiting to happen. <laughs> um, but talking about, again, the short end of the stick that the service industry gets when it comes to those three day fucking weekends. Um, it's a nightmare. But- it's so crazy. You know, first of all, it's like, is it even going to be busy? <laughs> because well, honestly, you never know. It could be the most busy or it could be dead. So this is the problem, though, is that how many times as a manager, well, I'm like, because of course I would always work out all the holidays and I'm like, well, I don't want to over, I don't want to over staff to make sure that everybody makes enough money because it sucks to have to work on a holiday. But then those times when you're like, all right, I'm not going to overstaff or going to keep same Monday staff, give me same Monday staff. Mm-hmm. And then you're just bent over for 12 <laughs> hours. But then the one time you're like, all right, we'll put two extra people on. Then nobody makes any money. You got to cut people loose that have to work a two-hour shift and they don't make any fucking money and then you're the bad guy no matter what so no matter what you lose and as someone that worked brunch we had brunch only on the weekends of course vacay money we would have brunch a second brunch but no one would know and they'd be like oh you're doing brunch on a monday it's like yes it's a vacation monday we've been promoing this all fucking week you knew that this was happening don't pretend like you did (laughs) it And then come in and look at me like I got five heads, all right? uh, Oh, yeah. I think the second, the additional Monday brunch is the biggest fuck my life, suck my dick, what is going on, how could you, a a new depth of hell nightmare, 100%. And especially if you're in a place that doesn't sell booze. If you don't sell booze and you have an extra brunch money, then you make no money because nobody... Like also, it's usually you're out uh, on these kind of three day weekends. A lot of times, you're either out of town or you're at the beach or you make it right. like an adventure day. You're not gonna go sit and eat a bunch of fucking biscuits covered in bacon at 11 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's a city take too. I feel like yeah. in the city, it's like Friday and Saturday are like meh. Sunday and Monday are like here's your ass handed to you over and over and over again. Yes. And then if you're in a in a resort town. In a destination situation, it might flip a little bit, but I think you're just, you're so used to having your ass handed to you by touristy fuckwads all summer that like this is kind of the wrap up of that. And that's what's so tough is like, yes, maybe you did have the ass handing of a lifetime, but you're like, 
every dollar was the hardest dollar I've ever earned. And I hate that person who gave it to me. Like this is blood money. Everyone was a succubus. Like it truly where you're like, I'm not even happy. I made all this money because everyone sucked. Because then you drink it away because you have to. (laughs) It's the only way you can smile. That's why it's like I get I think it really helped me stop drinking as much all the time because I feel like working in the service industry. I never got so much into the blow or else I would have been a lot thinner. But it's either blow or booze, baby. Pick your poison because how else do you smile? It's true. It's 36 hours straight of being in the weeds, really. Yeah. If you think about it. It truly, truly is. And then and then it's a holiday, so you're not getting deliveries like normal and you're just running out of shit. Yeah. You know, yep. everything is being 86 by yeah. Monday night. It's horrific i have stories again same place where brooke like you know entree right in the owner's chest uh labor day memorial day weekends on mondays where he would cut he would run to the grocery store and just bring back whatever he could like hamburger buns anything just to cook it throw it on a plate oh my god Where you're yeah. just like you're seeing food go out and you're like, this is a Wonder Bread bun. Yeah. Where the fuck <laughs> like, did this come from? All, all but like two taps have like the handles untwisted from them because all the fucking beer is gone. Because everybody's just like, consume, consume, consume. Well, yes. Because this weekend, too, it's like last call summer. And so mm-hmm. everybody is just like it's it's uh, aggro. It's like we are having fun. This yeah. is so much fun, you know? And you're like, God, everybody, please go back to your jobs, school, all that shit. Just get out of my face. And it's even weird, I feel the, the, the trigger of the trauma, specifically of Labor Day, because you wouldn't know. So in New, I'm speaking only of New York. At this point in time, and of course now with climate change, things are different. But you wouldn't know if it was going to be cold or if it was going to be really hot. So you could only, it's like, all right, so do I overbuy cold cups or do I overbuy hot cups? We don't have the space for both if we're doing an extra day of brunch. All right, so you just got to like roll the dice and like, oh, maybe it's accidentally 90 degrees outside. And then you got to go from every coffee shop in the neighborhood to be like, I know we like technically hate each other, but can I just (laughs) buy cold cups off of you? I don't care what you have to give. I just need cold cups. I just got to get to the goddamn day. I love this idea that like on three day weekends, like it's just a truce across the board between all the restaurants that hate each other just to survive it. Go back to fucking hating each other on Tuesday. It's fine. We need to get through this and none of us want to be here. So let's just get through it. I miss that camaraderie of I'm, I'm not sure what the culture is like in L.A. specifically, but in New York, it's like, you know, we're all close together. So we all know each other. Yeah. So every place within a four block radius, like we all know the names of everybody that works at every yes. bar, restaurant, yep. coffee shop. Oh, yeah. I mean, Chicago is very much the same, especially because, you know, you're working in tight little neighborhoods for sure. I'm sure L.A., like it definitely happens depending on what neighborhood you're working in. But like, yeah, yeah, I I. <laughs> I'm triggered now. I'm just like, ah. And then, like, you just see everybody else outside having fun. That's just it, too. That's the other, that's the FOMO thing where you're like, this isn't for us. This is not for us. No. We're here to serve these people, to help them usher out the last little tasty morsels of their of their delightful summer at the vineyard and going to Block Island or, or, you know. It really is and not I know I don't know if you guys still do the advice at the end, but what I will say advice as someone that always worked every single holiday, don't ever be like, I'm so sorry you're working on the holiday because you know what doesn't help 
Put your money where your mouth is. <laughs> yep, right. if you exactly. Are in there, you tip 40%. Absolutely. If you are able to, you crazy tip. That's your I'm sorry. Yeah, That's 100%. what you do on a holiday if you're at a restaurant. Um, yeah, 100%. And then maybe if you're lucky, you'll get cut early and you can go to a, like a little end of a barbecue. End of a BBQ. Yeah, where know. everybody's already hammered and you show oh, up at there's four nothing and you're but like, like great. Dis- disgusting scraps and like half a hot dog on a table. Well, you know, we've all been to barbecues <laughs> after shifts where that's what fucking happens. That's you're just like, happens. I guess I'll eat the end of the bag of the chips. And Food like- is gone. So then you're the one that has to make the run because they're like, oh, if you're on your way over, can you pick up this and this and this? I'm like, oh, so I also have to make the run and I'm the one. <laughs> working all day uh-huh yeah that's it i just that's- love when when you find like you're like oh there's one hamburger left and then the only bun that's left someone's just like dunked it in a zima you know? <laughs> and, it's just, and you're just like just because they can a- yeah. yeah right <laughs> so bad Piece together that some like- semblance of a meal yeah, then you bring like whatever leftovers you have from the shop that you're coming from of like, well, I've got this half of a chocolate mousse pie. You were going to throw it away anyway. So then they also get your scraps, but then they expect <laughs> your scraps. So if you show up with no scraps, then it's right. like, why didn't you bring any scraps? I agree. I worked at a pizza. Actually, when I worked at fucking Buca de Beppo. Oh, Buca de Beppo. Everybody was like, where's the pizza? Why why, why are you at this party without a pizza? And I was like, but I'm more than just free pizza, guys. We're not, though. I'm the pie girl still. People expect me because I know I, I, I think I said this the last time I was on, too. I refuse to bake. I don't bake anymore. I baked for how many years? I know how to bake very well and I will not and people still will ask it I'm like sorry I can't it's broken okay this whole thing is broken it's broken I'll make my pasties I'll make my I'll make everything else but I won't make pie ever again can you imagine if there was a three-day weekend where just restaurants were closed for three days in a row like I mean with that just for us just we get a three-day weekend yeah I mean I mean maybe that's where we can focus this you know this new meaning of Labor Day around. Mm-hmm. Perhaps. Let's start redefining. I mean, and here we are too. Like we're going into, like I said, this, the the three day super spreader event or whatever <laughs> we called it. You said it funnier. Um, I said it funny. I said it funny. Then you said it funny. Yes, and it's funny. Right? Yeah. Oh, and yeah. now I said it wrong. Anyway, <laughs> the cheeks, the, it's that weekend. It's a real cheek spreader of a weekend. I think yeah. Is what saying. You know what I mean? But Tops like, and bottoms. Oh God. <laughs> How about some soggy buns? Anyways, (laughs) ew. Uh, Just the fact that, you know, like, what is this even going to be like? And if you are going to jam into some bars and restaurants again, like, this is terrifying for your servers, you know, Mm -hmm. and your bartenders. Like, they are walking that fine line once again of like, I have to have some sort of job. I don't really want to be here. And today starts the, um, or I think yesterday marked... uh, Dine LA, which is now they're going to try and promote as much eating in Los Angeles restaurants as humanly possible oh, while yeah. keeping there's it structures distanced. Or, also, yeah. there's structures being built all over the city. Outdoor That's great. structures. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, like I was laughing my ass off. There's an IHOP over in my old neighborhood in Glendale where they've popped a tent in the parking lot and just have traffic cones around it. And I'm like, who the <laughs> fuck is taking their IHOP pancakes and sitting in an asphalt parking lot 
there was nobody out on their patio. Of course not. That's the same with the, the Denny's by me <gasps> that's like right I, on I, the freeway. Dude, that Denny's is fucking <laughs> nuts, right, Jackie? We drove past it the other day. It's a huge wedding banquet tent with Bump like all in. the tables set up inside of it. It makes, I was like, what the fuck? fuck is I don't happening know why. i don't know why it be, I, I why 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 would you do that and that denny's is like 24 hours right yeah. oh I'm yeah like, is that happening out on the street they do, do they it at night down? too and i don't know again I, I just don't get i don't i'm throwing out there and i'm not saying this in a way to even put down denny's but i don't need denny's that bad yeah i'm um, fine like i'm good denny's, denny's denny's is gonna survive this you know yeah it, it, all the to- like terrible chain restaurants have deep pockets it's like yes of course i'm trying to get carry out from the smaller establishments that can't have anyone dine in you know i actually want to do better with it but it's yes. just it's still really freaking me out that People are going to start jamming back inside or getting really rowdy in these like parking lot, you know, bar patios that everyone's building. And I it's just nuts. I don't know. It I, is, don't, I a, didn't even have really have a, little a point nuts. to what I was saying, but it's just that everyone's trying to ramp, ramp it up and open things back up. And I'm like, is there news that I didn't hear about of COVID being better or gone? It's, well, it's I think, not. I, and I think the point you're trying to make is like it's a holiday weekend and be fucking safe if you're out there waiting tables because people have traditionally they just expect to like go out to eat and do all these traditional things and they don't recognize that everything's different but they want to treat it the same you know like that's really it you know everyone is also just feeling fatigued from not having traditions for the last six months for everything being sort of upended and you can really now feel the fuck it sensation that and like i even have my own it's still a very very paranoid and closed off version of like fuck it but like there's a small group of us who were like we can all hang out outside six feet apart without our masks right and we all like just stared at each other and like brought our masks down very scary is this cool like yeah We've been in a quarantine bubble with each other for six months. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah, I like we we can do this. Yeah. Right. We can do we this. Can do it. And not it's to put scary. a damper on it again, end of summer means like shit gonna be cold in a lot of the country soon. So they're gonna and, go hard and mm-hmm. I just but, at least not here, baby. Maybe numbers will go down. Right, guys? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, it's everywhere. Can we can I talk about uh numbers going up though for one thing? So sure. last week Brooke and I Brooke and I brought up Brooke brought up specifically we got a one star review uh from a guy named Larry who didn't really like what we had to say and thought we were like maybe ragging on men a bit. This week Larry wrote a a, a glowing review and said, "You know what? I listened to the episode where they kind of ragged on me the whole time. And we call, we, we nicknamed him One Star Larry last week, Jackie. Um, <laughs> but Larry wrote back in and was like, you know what? I I I think they're great. And I took it. And I'm going to keep listening. And I think I think they got a thing going here. And then get, he gave us all the stars on his, on his next year. <laughs> That's really sweet. Thanks, Larry. Thank you, know, you Larry. Also, you know what, Larry? You gave the One Star review. You listen to the show again, though, and I appreciate that because a lot of people they listen to three minutes are like, "No, hey, 
And I appreciate the fact that you reevaluated yourself because I've done that many times. We do the what's you know fucking television shows all the time. You watch five minutes of it and you and you excommunicate their show <laughs> as if it killed your mother. And right. it's like, no. no, let's okay, let's give it a little bit more time. I think it's great. Larry's doing the work. <laughs> Yeah, Larry. We have to be better to each other. If there's something we, that we need to learn after all this, we all we've got is each other. We got to be positive. One hundred. One and also, you know what? He's now a five star Larry in my mind. Oh, one hundred percent. New five star Larry and Larry. Uh, I think you should message the podcast. Email us. Uh, sideworkpod at gmail.com if you have any stories you want to share you're now our mascot for the show so look you've gone from you know like being a little bit of a troll uh, to then proving yourself as an open minded human who is now our most favorite of listeners and I will actually say that I think that part of the reason uh, uh, that I love about the working in the restaurant industry is that it really doesn't come down to gender biases at all. It really is a community of people where it's just like, it comes down to work ethic. That is what bonds you and what creates the community. And that it's like, I don't give a fuck what you identify as. I don't give a fuck about what you do in your bedroom. I don't give a fuck. And that goes for my daily life anyway. But like in the restaurant business, like I just need you to work as hard as I work. Or hopefully harder. Yep. If I could find anyone that does that. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you're and if you're a customer, please just pay like play by the rules. Tip like you're supposed to tip. Be nice. You get what you give. You know all that shit. Like that's the thing too is I feel like there was many times in my life as well where I didn't have the opportunity or the money at all to crazy over tip. And I just would try to be the best customer of all time. Very easygoing, not complaining about anything, trying to put a smile on your face and just being like, I'm going to tip you. I'm going to come back and tip you. And I would when I would get the check, you know, I get paid that week. I would come back and get another coffee and I'd crazy tip. And I've always been something my parents have put into me from a young age is be a, not only a great customer service person, be great to all customer service people. Remember that even if they give you a shitty attitude, something's going on in their day. So try to be as positive towards them as you can, because maybe you could be the one that turns it around. I am 100% the person that will go and be like, I'm sorry, uh, can I talk to your manager? Michael is doing an amazing job. And I'm I'm now the opposite Karen of like, I talk to every manager and every like the head of every house I can to talk about when I get good service. Because nice. I want to just, because I because it changes your whole day when someone does that. I agree. I agree. Aw, yeah, you guys. We salute you. We salute you, our fellow brothers and sisters of the apron. Yeah, yeah. Labor Day, motherfuckers. You know, I I think everybody have a safe, happy three day weekend. <laughs> I know you just you just got so exhausted even trying. Just to Just remember, that if out. you if you spread it, you get it. And that's my slogan. <laughs> I like if you spread it, you get it. <laughs> uh, just and you know what? And just remember again that this like this this holiday weekend was established because people fucking fought for what they believed in and they didn't fucking give up and change is possible so amen to that sisters yeah yeah Yeah! jackie come on our show whenever you want to yeah 
love I'm talking. always down. Thank you guys so much for having me. I love um, talking about how much I enjoy customer service and customer service people and people that are good at it because it's difficult as fuck. It's difficult as fuck. And I will listen to you flip out over granola to yogurt ratios any day of the oh, week. Oh, yeah. Baby. Yeah. And if you ever need someone to come on and uh, do some hot celebrity goss with you, we are down. Please do. <laughs> Ew, all this, all this cross-pollination. Yeah, baby. Welcome to the family. <laughs> I know. I know. You guys better have us over soon. We'll bring a hot dish, okay? Okay, please. Remember to keep sending in your server-submitted stories. You guys have been doing it. Um, They're so funny. Keep them coming. We are working toward uh, additional episodes every week. Little shorty sweeties where we read just your stories. So let's make that happen. Send your emails to sideworkpod at gmail.com or slip them into our Instagram inbox uh, at sideworkpod. Cast. Yeah, and if you guys want to hear a Jackie or any of the other amazing Last Podcast hosts, just head over to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Check out all their awesome content. We love them. We're so happy we're part of the family. And you know what we uh, you know what we say at the end of every episode, Brooke. That's right. Godspeed. And good tips. Thank you.